everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Kenny and JT Show on News Talk 1480 WHBC. What a football weekend it is, folks. Our 79th annual high school football awards banquet last night. 250, 300 people. I lost track. Great meal. Awards handed out, Poochie Snyder, quarterback at Canton South, the Stark County Player of the Year. His team will take on Struthers tonight in the Division Four Region Championship game. And, of course, Maslin playing in the Division Two Region Championship game against Green. Green. We've got those games for you here on HBC Mix 94-1 and, of course, on WHBCSports.com. Tomorrow we'll have Ohio State. And Minnesota, the game be for the game, right? Next week, it's Michigan week. And, of course, on Sunday, 1 o'clock, and what great news it was that Jimmy Donovan will be back in the booth calling the Brown-Steelers game. And that rivalry goes back many, many years. And nobody, and I mean nobody, did it better for the Cleveland Browns than our next guest. He went 9-4 and four as a starter with the Browns, throw in a win over them, when he was with the Dolphins, a 10-4 and record against the Steelers, the legendary Browns quarterback, Bernie Kosar, joining us right now. Bern, how are you? I'm doing great after that awesome introduction. I'm in the holiday spirits here at the IX Center at the Christmas Connection here, and I'm getting ready for an awesome football weekend starting tonight with some of this great um, regional playoff action going on. Yeah, a lot happening this weekend, Burn, and uh, uh, it kind of got lost in, in the wash, if you will, the rivalry game, right? Brown Steelers because of the announcement on Monday that Deshaun Watson uh, was going to be done for the season. Then today we find out Joe Burrow is done for the season. So two quarterbacks uh, in the AFC North gone. But I, I want to get your thoughts on Deshaun Watson and uh, you know backups that come into play, Burn. Uh, how tough is that? Uh, to come in when you're not the starter for a reason, right? But you're counted on now to be the starter and lead this team. Well, well, Kenny, you, you, a couple points there. To to start the week at six and three with Deshaun Watson as our quarterback, coming off that awesome comeback victory against the Baltimore Ravens, thinking that some of the the guys we got to beat are the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow. And to see the quarterback week that's happened in the AFC North now with Deshaun not playing and Joe Burrow being out for the season. Um, backup quarterbacks in the NFL become more in play, and they're absolutely way more in play now in our own division and within our own team, unfortunately. I was loved the beginning of my career being a starter, basically the first Nine years of my career playing the Steelers, starting out nine and four, of of with that record. But Kenny, so astutely correct that that question is at the end of my career, being a backup, how you prepare, how you get yourself ready to come in, and not you don't want to be it. Bill Belichick, um, Eric Mangini, Eric used to use Coach Mangini used to use this phrase when you were, when he was here as players. You don't want to be it. 
You don't want to be the reason you aren't successful. You don't want to be the reason that you, you don't get the W. When you're the backup quarterback, you don't want to be the reason that you can't run certain plays. You don't want to be the reason that your offense isn't successful. You don't want to be the reason that your team can't get the W. So that kind of a um, pressure um, for older quarterbacks was a lot. It's sometimes a little much for younger quarterbacks if they don't have that experience. So it was tough on DTR, and we all saw the ramifications of what happened in his first start against the Ravens. But I'm not. But I really feel good about our chances and his chances this week. Not, not with him, unfortunately, hearing the Deshaun news on Wednesday, but now he has a week to prepare for it. And I believe our, our game plan will act accordingly, knowing that we have a rookie quarterback, not an all-pro quarterback, in there playing the rival Steelers. We'll get to the, the rivalry here in a second, Burn. I'm just curious for our listeners out there, can you explain to them how important it is to get first-team reps in practice and know on Wednesday you're going to play on Sunday as opposed to finding out at 1130 on game day? Yeah, Kenny, so astutely spot on about, you know, finding out a couple hours before the game. Yes, you're a professional. Yes, you should be prepared. But there's a whole psychology that goes into knowing when it's you, you're being the guy. When you get the – and you're right, if you're the backup through the course of the week, you're not getting also those first-team reps on top of not even knowing you're playing. So the ability to, one, know you're playing, prepare like you're playing, and then even more important, get those Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to get, even though it's miserable out today, the Friday, the Friday reps. And I was one of those guys now that you got the first team reps, you were in the huddle. Um, I know it's miserable out today. I know I'm inside at the beautiful IX Center. The Cleveland Browns, (laughs) actually, before we had a bubble, with great Marty Schottenheimer, we used to come to the IX Center and do practices and walkthroughs in here. It was so big. But we're wow. playing the Steelers outside this week, so I love to practice when you're going to play. So if we're playing outside in bad weather, you have that opportunity to practice in it with the first-team reps in case the weather's terrible on Sunday afternoon. So all of that now for DTR. Um, it sounds daunting, but for him as a kind of a, uh, a college quarterback who had a lot of college experience, he has a lot of starts behind him. Listen to his beautiful press conference yesterday. Yeah. He doesn't sound like a rookie. I mean, I, he exuded confidence and maturity and a level of understanding. Um, I've met him a couple times. I was really impressed. I walked away from um, how he addressed him and the way he's handled himself yesterday. Even more impressed with him as a young man. Yeah, we'll see what happens again. One o'clock kickoff right here on WHBC Sunday afternoon. And how good, Bernie, is it to hear Jimmy Donovan will be back calling the game on Sunday? Oh, God, Ken, spot on to be bringing that up. God is so good. And to be talking here at the holiday season and to talk about sports and the Browns and how special the Browns and Steelers rivalry is, but there's some things bigger than maybe sports and what Jimmy's going through with his health and wellness. And for him to be making the big comeback like this, 
on Steeler Week for this game with the holiday season approaching. I mean, could it get any more special than that? I, you give me goosebumps thinking about the great Jimmy Donovan back announcing a Brown Steelers game in Cleveland Stadium this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, it should be a great one, and we'll have it for everybody here on WHBC. All right, Bernie, this is the ultimate compliment I can give you, okay? Uh, you know me, Matt Underwood, we're Steeler fans. You've known that for years, right? Grew up there, so I, I'm a diehard. Uh, and so when I say this, it's the greatest compliment I could give you. Everybody asks me, who are your favorite Browns players, or who are your – do you have favorite Browns players? I say, yeah, I have favorite Browns players, and I'll tell you why I have four of them, all right? Because okay. they scared the hell out of me when they played the Steelers. I was worried about them because I knew they could kick our ass when they played. And those guys were Bernie Kosar, uh, Webster Slaughter uh, off the top of my list. We had Eric Metcalf on yesterday with the two punt returns in one game to beat the Steelers. Those are three guys right there that I said are my favorite Browns because I respected them and feared them when they played. And you were one of those three, Bernie. Why were you so good against the Steelers? Well, first, Kenny, I'm going to put you on my Mount Rushmore of awesome friends of mine for giving me the goosebumps mentioned in Webster Slaughter and Eric Metcalf and some of them awesome Steeler games. But as a little boy growing up in Youngstown, Ohio, and I'm here again at the IX Center meeting people on the holidays, and half the city in Youngstown is Steeler fans, half the city is Browns fans. And growing up, the Cleveland Browns never won at the old Three Rivers Stadium. So as a boy, watching them um, always beat my Browns team was discouraging as a little kid. I still feel, as a man who's going to be 60 years old next week, Kenny, that I still pretend to be mature, and I'm still that little boy. And all I did was obsess on playing the Steelers. And when I got the honor to come from the University of Miami and come back home and play here, my dad raised me. He said, I don't care if the Browns lose every game. Back then, <laughs> as long as they beat the Steelers two times, it's a successful year. So I just lived. I mean, there's, again, as an older man, there's sometimes way more important things than right. what happens in terms of um, win and loss in a football game. But I hate to say it, not to me. And nothing was more important than beating the Steelers. I took just such great pride in being able to um, – end up with those W's against them. Yeah, six in a row, nine and four when you were with the Browns, ten and four overall in your career. And like I said, uh, I, I was all, I'm like, oh, gee, but, you know, close game. Here it comes. Slaughter and Kosar are going to hook up. And boy, did you a couple of times to, to burn the Steelers. And you win six in a row, Bernie. How good was it? I mean, for you, like you said, growing up as a Browns fan, that's like Ben Roethlisberger, right, when he dominated the Browns, uh, you know, the other way around. To rattle off six in a row like that, how great of a feeling was that for you? Hey, Kenny, I, this will, I mean, this is a joke, but I was feeling pretty awesome, pretty cool about myself winning six in a row. And then Ben just dropped mail on that record, and he won <laughs> way more. But then the excitement to be able to do that, the, the memories of that, and I'm not saying this to be, I am saying this to be funny now, but it was something that was in a massively cool feeling. I remember hitting Webster Slaughter to close out a game at Three Rivers to, to beat the Steelers, and I had the, the first game to break, break the jinx in 1986 that we did yep. to uh, beat the Steelers. 
hit Reggie Langhorn down the sidelines on a bomb um, in, on, uh, in the fourth quarter to close it out so that we were able, instead of on third and one, take, uh, running it, um, trying to get a yard that way, threw a bomb to get, uh, get like a 40-yard play to put the kind of nail in the coffin. I remember it. Thanks, Bernie. And I gotta say, and I'm not saying this to dog you or to be, you know, to be overly funny, but there's not a better feeling in the world to have been a boy going to Three Rivers Stadium and hearing the incredible noise. They're going down the riverfront down in Cincinnati and hearing the massive noise and cheering as they they used to beat us. And then you, when you hit those plays and the Browns beat the Steelers, you could hear a pin drop. And to be in the middle of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the middle of Three Rivers Stadium, my brother, and they hear a pin drop and they hear death silence and they see 80,000 people that sad. And to see us 53 Browns guys that happy is still, to this day, as I trend towards retirement, one of the great feelings. I bet, Bernie. And uh, like I said, I have respected your ability, uh, your um, play calling, the uh, ability you had to look at those defenses, right, and uh, come up with the, the right play, make the right, uh, I guess, call at the line of scrimmage, and then hit those gutsy plays, as you just pointed out. And I remember that 16 straight, and all all Mark Malone had to do maybe was get a first down, and he fumbles the football on fourth down in that game. And, and I think Ice Cube maybe had a TD in that. See, I, I remember the losses more than I remember the victories, Bernie. The losses stick with me more than the victories. Am I sick that way or what? No, that's why we're friends, because I was going to say the same with me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bernie Kosar hey, is our guest. Hey, that's actually why, with the holidays here, and I'm doing so much of my health and wellness now, is yeah. to, to seriously be here, cognitively present, and after all the surgeries and, and injuries and things of that nature, to be able to feel good and be able to make jokes like that with us right now it's it's real it's really a blessing tell our listeners about kosar wellness you're there at the at the ix center spreading the word on this so uh you you've got an audience listening right listening right now and we saw you recently at our wishes can happen event you looked great you sound great you said you feel great uh share with them what's going on and why uh you've kind of turned the corner with your health as you head towards 60 years old well you know what thanks for my health and wellness side of it and actually with the holidays here, this is a great Christmas present, not only for yourself, but for somebody you really care about. I say the phrase, you matter a lot, because you want people to believe and understand that they do matter. And somebody like myself, you know, we talk a lot, Kenny, on and off air, about the pills, the, uh, the opiate issues that's going on. I had that issue. We had over 100 people already die this week in the state of Ohio had almost 110,000 people in our country in the last year pass away from fentanyl and the overdose death issue. I could have been one of those statistics. Um, I did a great thing with our veterans this past week. There's 22 veterans a day that commit suicide. Uh, September was Suicide Prevention Month. Um, so being able to coast our wellness, be able to have a holistic approach to that. So being able to be healthy now and pill-free and, and be able to manage my own life now from a healthy perspective, I want to be able to share that with other people to be able to do that. So I'm doing that with Kosar Wellness. And it's a great Christmas present for yourself 
And I would love for people to be able to go to my website, sign up for it. And if you don't want to join the journey for yourself, I'd love for you at You Matter to make a donation to take care of somebody else who maybe can't afford the 250 bucks a month to make a chance at changing your life like I did. What's the website, Bernie? CoastarWellness.com. Real simple, real easy. Uh, go to that and, and see what Bernie is talking about there. Last thing, uh, no, two things before I let you go. Got to uh, tell you this. Our high school football awards banquet last night, Mike Galena was our guest speaker. He said to say hello, and he killed it last night as our guest speaker at our awards banquet, Bernie. Yeah, Mike Galena and the great people at Altman and, and Altcare and, and what they do in our community and stuff. And about, um, you know, I use the phrase, you matter. And it's not because I went to the University of Miami. Mike Galena and Rick Haynes and the great people at Altman Hospital, they, they actually use the phrase, you matter, too, because they genuinely care about people. And Mike Galena and what they do in the community is just awesome. All right, last thing. If you were hey, but, to give... I'm, but I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off on that, but oh. you may have to edit that or hit your dump button for the seven-second delay because I don't want to um, expl- uh, explode um, Galena's cranium and get his ego <laughs> to play it, okay? Uh, I'll talk to him afterwards and bring him down, Bernie. Last thing, if you were to tell Dorian Thompson-Robinson something... Um, before Sunday's game against the Steelers. What advice would you give him as a backup going into this game, but also as part of the rivalry? So the, the rivalry part and the intensity part, you know, we go back to the years uh, with Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett a few years ago. There's the stuff with Minka Fitzpatrick and Nick Chubb from right. the, the, the first game. That kind of stuff could be a massive emotional distraction, so you got to try to separate yourself from that. Um, we're at the time of the year where the weather could be a massive issue. It looks like it could appear nice on Sunday, but it could be incredibly windy. That's the quarterback's nightmare, worst, uh, kind of the worst possible thing that could happen. If Deshaun was the cue, or Bernie Coaster was the cue with my bad elbow and shoulder, and the wind, that's a massive issue. Actually, with DTR, he has one of the strongest arms at this, uh, this past year's combine. So his ability to carve it through the wind is probably going to be better um, than mine and, and with a, a quarterback who doesn't have the arm strength um, because, of, uh, because of the wind and stuff. So be patient early. I think the coach Stefanski and him will also structure the play calling so that we don't do a lot of drop-back passes early because it's not just DTR, too. We still have the tackle issue. Juan Jones is how he's going to be. They still have Superman 1 and Superman 2 with Highsmith and Watt rushing. So let's let's be – of course we'll use the running game. When you have situations like that, you tell people – usually you'll hear quarterbacks and offensive corners say, we're going to throw quick, we're going to throw quick. I actually like the boots and nakeds a little better um, moving the pocket early where you could um, maybe trick them off the running game and structure some of your reads where you're only getting half the field. And I think that and I think that type of recipe will actually put the pressure back on Kenny Pickett 
and, and Mac and Canada, their offensive coordinator, who's been under an inordinate amount of scrutiny for a team that's um, doing good themselves. Great advice. Hey, Bernie, thanks for making time for us, as you always do. So happy you're doing so well. Uh, continued success. Uh, enjoy the game this weekend, and we'll talk again down the road, all right? Sounds great, brother. You matter. And you I do too, Bernie. Go Browns. Go Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bern. Be well. All right, brother. <laughs> oh, you and I have been going at it for years uh, as Brown Steelers on opposite sides of that. All right, we'll get a break in. Thanks to Bernie Kosar for joining us. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk more about Sunday's game uh, with Scotty Petrak, brownzone.com. Stay with us.